Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. I was made to love. everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Wherever you are joining us around the world, hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins on Behind the Mask, and I am so happy that you are joining us today. I have an absolutely incredible guest who I am just so blessed to have on my show. As a lot of you know and have followed me, I am so passionate about our youth and uh you know considering i am one <laughs> i'm 18 years old and i am very 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 passionate about helping our youth and it, it makes me so uh angry when i hear older generations telling us that we're a lost cause and and there really is no help for us and i think that is absolutely not the case there is hope for us there is hope for a brighter future and a better future and i think it's people like my guest today mark marrow who are making that impact in others' lives. He is so incredible. He is reaching out to teens, talking about suicide, talking about depressions, talking about the lows in life and how we get out of that, how we set goals and how we find happiness in life. I mean, what an incredible way, an incredible platform to speak and to talk about. And, and when you hear him talk, you will know exactly what I mean when I say I am truly inspired and truly moved by Mark Merrow. Now, let me read you, if you don't know who Mark Merrow is, let me read you a little bit about who he is. Mark Merrow experienced his first crisis at the age of eight when his parents divorced. He grew up in a single family home in a poor section of New York, but he wrote down his dreams and his goals, setting his sights on athletics. Mark worked hard to achieve success in hockey, in football, boxing, and professional wrestling. After reaching the pinnacle of sports entertainment in WCW and WWE wrestling champion, Mark Merrow, formerly known as the wrestling in the wrestling arena as Johnny B. Bad, Marvelous Mark Merrow, and Wildman, Mark suffered enormous loss and learned that money and fame cannot buy you happiness. It's not what's in your pocket. It's what's in your heart that truly matters. He is a role model today and travels the country with his champion of choices presentation, encouraging people to believe in themselves. Merrill's commitment to improving lives of children and teens on parallel is not a job. It's truly his passion. He works countless hours to respond to students who need words of encouragement and connect suicidal and depressed youth many of them who are cutting themselves with school counselors. Most of these students with other otherwise hold in their hurt and their pain. Mark is their hero and their champion. These are two types, there are two types of people in this world. Those who say that will, there's something that needs to be done and those who say they will do something. 
Mark Merrow is a doer. Mark speaks to, from the heart when he says, I am dedicating the rest of my life to helping young people to know that there is hope in this world. Anyone can achieve their goals and dreams if they choose to believe at the end of your life, it's not how much money you have in the bank or what car you drove or what house you lived in. It's about how much you give and how much of a positive impact you make on another person's life. I am just so incredibly blessed to welcome the marvelous Mark Romero. How are you, Mark? <laughs> wow, Cassandra. Do I even need to say anything at this point? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> End of show. I appreciate all the kind words. And Thank you. You know, I've, I've you know watched and, and seen your, some of your shows now, and knowing that I was going to be on the show, and I, I'm just so blessed and honored to be talking to um, a young person. You know that that is a light in the darkness. You know, and I just commend you and applaud wow. you. Keep shining bright. You are doing amazing things, and yeah. I think together we'll we'll bring some insight into some things that are going on in both of our lives yeah. and how we work together for the same cause. Absolutely, Mark, and, and thank you so much for for saying your kind words. That means so much to me. And, you know, when I when I contacted Mark on Facebook, uh, you know, I, I threw out all my information and said, I would love to have you as a guest, please. And he said, this is what he said to me. He said, I went to your page and seen that you are a sister in Christ, and that did it for me. And he is truly so incredible, and I'm just so incredibly blessed to be able to, you know, like you just said, from both sides of our world, from an adult and a, and a teen's perspective, to be able to get together and really talk about really the crisis that's going on in, in teens and in kids and really how they're feeling and what we can do to help. So Mark, again, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it is such an honor. Absolutely. So you had to go, you know, my first kind of, my first question kind of, you know, you had to go through this hard personal journey. You know, one of my favorite things that you said while I was researching you is we all go through adversity, but it's not about the severity of your difficulty. It's how we react to it. Now, sadly, in, in a way, you had to find this out later in your life after you have already been through this and you've been through this difficult time in your life, or you still may be going through it. And now you have the tools to, to deal with it and to be able to cope with difficult situations and adversity. But now you are able to take that and teach others and show others that there is hope and there is light at the end of the tunnel. So would you mind just taking, a, you know, some a few moments and really just talking about some of these dark times that in these adversities that you really had to face in your life? Sure. You know, Cassandra, we, we all go through valleys in life and, and even as adults and, and continuing in my life, you know, my life's not perfect. I mean, but it's not about our circumstance or situation. It's how we respond to it that makes all the difference. And through my faith in Christ, I have a whole new way of responding to adversity in my life. You know, fear, fear builds mountains and faith removes them. And I use that. And, and, you know, most of the things that we worry about or, or think about, um, you think about things that we worried about last year that the year has come and gone and they were never as bad as we, we envisioned, <laughs> or we got through them. You know, tomorrow's going to come, the sun's going to come up, and there's going to be a better day. But we get so caught up in thinking of the worst-case scenarios that we really bring ourselves to a place in our life that brings so much depression and anxiety in our lives that's unneeded and unwarranted. Um, through many adversities in my life, I mean, obviously losing my little brother and sister, they passed on at 21. Uh, my mom died at 58. My father died in my arms. I've lost uh, close to 40 friends now that died from, many of them from bad choices, uh, suicide and murder, but most died from drug overdose. 
and uh, being into drugs and alcohol myself and making horrible choices and overdosing on three occasions where I should have been dead, I look at that God had a higher purpose for my life. Um, and, and I just don't want to squander whatever time I have left on this planet. It's dedicated to him. It's to make a difference in this world. And he has placed me in a position where I'm able to talk to, um, you know, middle school kids, high school kids, college-age students, and, and use my story to make a difference in their lives. Wow. You know, to, to take your story, and, and that's what I truly love about you and what you're doing, is a lot of people go through a rough time in their life, and, and maybe they found the solution to whatever they're going through, but, you know, they keep that to themselves. Whenever we're going through a hard time, be the voice and have a voice and be able to reach out and help others who are going through the same situation. And for you to be able to take your difficult times and openly talk about them and openly talk about using drugs and using drugs in your life and going through this difficult time and being suicidal and having suicidal thoughts and holding a gun to your head, to be able to sit back and talk about these things and save other lives with your story. I mean, what God has truly blessed you with an incredible, incredible future and an incredible life. So I, I just commend you on that so, so much. And, and thank you for, for sharing your story. Um, you know, you wrestled for, for 14 years and those who are wrestling fans will know that, but you went out and wrestled for 14 years. You know, as a kid, you set that goal, you know, that you set that goal, you wrote down your goal to be a wrestler or to be involved in athletics. You know, as a kid, what was it like to set a goal like that? Well, you know, growing up, I grew up on the west side of Buffalo, New York, and it was a really bad section. And um, there was a lot of gangs in our neighborhood, and we had to be home before, you know, it got dark outside. And it was a, it was a scary time as being, being so young, too. And I would sit in my room, and I would just, Oh, man, just daydream of things I, I wished I had and, you know, but that my mom could afford a car and we could have nice things and then writing things down like I, I want to be rich, I want to be famous, I want a black Cadillac, I want a speedboat, I want to be a professional athlete, I want to win Rookie of the Year. And then, you know, dreaming about these things and I guess speaking them into existence, writing them into existence, and then they eventually came true in my life. And it was one of the most exhilarating things. And when I look back now, how God has blessed me with so many beautiful things in life. And, and it isn't about the material things. I mean, I always tell people, you know, I mean, I've had everything, nice cars, nice homes, nice boats, nice, lots of money. And we're all going to leave a legacy. And my legacy is not going to be a street named after me or a building <laughs> or how much money I had. The legacy I want to leave is the difference I made in somebody else's life. And that's the greatest legacy because someday we're going to meet somebody in heaven that said, oh, my gosh, you spoke at my school. You, I saw something you wrote on Facebook. Or I saw a video or something. And what a, what a blessing that will be to yeah. be in that glorious time. And I think about those things now, and especially I'm, you know, I'm, going, to be, I'm going to be 55 years old. I'm getting older. And, you know, we, we only have so much time. You only have so many heartbeats. And, and especially as you get older, you start thinking about things more, about what, what is truly important. And I think that's what's so, I'm so impressed with what you're doing is being you. at such a young age, wanting to make a difference and realizing the severity of what's happening to our young people today. 
And I know a lot of adults have written off the next generation and said, oh, my gosh, it's the me, me society, and they only care about this and that. But, my gosh, I am so blessed to meet so many amazing young people that are going to make such a difference in this world, that are going to do great things, and that will carry on a legacy to make this world a better place. Wow. Well, thank you for spending your time helping our generation and reaching out to our generation instead of instead of shutting us down and you know I feel so passionate about my generation because I've lived it I've lived in it I live in it on a a daily basis Um, you know I was in public school and I saw all the peer pressures going on I saw the the groups the cliques I saw the the peer pressure to be in athletics or the peer pressure to be a cheerleader or the peer pressure to be in choir whatever the case was there was so much pressure on top of whatever they had going on at home, family issues, not having people at home, not having friends, not having anyone to talk to. Who knows? There were so many different situations. But all I know is that people are so depressed. They're so sad and they're so upset. And to be able to to take our our mission and our goal and be able to talk to others about our downs in our life is truly helping them. So thank you for doing that. Mark, you know, Cassandra, one of the things that I see, and, and you being in school yourself, but, you know, me speaking at school is obviously receiving hundreds and hundreds of letters from students yeah. every day on the adversity that they're going through, and like you said, the peer pressure. And um, the, the, the thing that alarms me is that so many people base their limitations on what other people think and say. Yeah. And I have to say, you are not defined by somebody's opinion. Yeah. And so many times we hear those voices, you know, the old saying, we have two wolves that live inside of us, a negative wolf and a positive wolf. And the one that becomes the most powerful is the one you feed the most. Yeah. And so many times we're hearing the enemy's voice that's feeding that negative wolf that tells us we can't do this. We're not going to be accepted. They don't like me. I'm ugly. I'm stupid. I'm worthless. And we start believing that stuff. God made you and he does not make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> No, he doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't make mistakes in any individual. And, you know, one of my favorite things, you know, you've said so much that has just truly spoken to me and truly reached out to me and and pulled out my heartstrings. But, you know, as you're talking about your mom's situation in one of your talks, you mentioned how, you know, hanging out with the kids who did drugs and and staying out all night and doing drugs and drinking or or whatever the case was, you know, at the time it, it was the cool thing to do it was what made you fit in but now looking back you know who who cares what those people thought you know because in in the end it's the people who you truly surround yourself with that will love you and care for you no matter who you are no matter what you are those people will bring you up you know like you said friends are elevators they're either going to bring you down and they're going to bring you up so you got to hop on board with the ones that are going to bring you up Mark, we do have to take a break really quick, but when we return, I want to talk a little bit more about your downs. You know, you got into a lot of drug use, so we'll talk a little bit about that when we return, so stay tuned. Hey, how you doing? Got a quick question. Yeah? Who was Rudolf Nureyev? Rudy Nureyev. Rudy. Okay, I know this one. Good. Uh, uh, wasn't he that... Ge- Nureyev? Nureyev. 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 Uh, wasn't he a defenseman for the Maple Leafs? Sure about that? Could have been a goalie. Yeah. Hey, hi. How you doing? Uh, who was Louis Armstrong? That's easy. He was the first guy on the moon. Really? You know, 
One small step for man. Sure, one giant leap for Louis. Hey, young lady. Uh-huh. Does the name Caravaggio mean anything to you? Wasn't he the guy that went out with that mob guy's sister until he got whacked? You know, no. Are your kids as well-rounded as they could be? Kids who participate in the arts do better in school and in life. To learn more about the value of arts education, visit AmericansfortheArts.org. Because all kids should get to appreciate Nureyev's dance, Armstrong's horn, and Caravaggio's brush. Art. Ask for more. A public service message brought to you by Americans for the Arts and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't, Don't drive, drive while, while intoxicated. Hi, I'm Heather, a 911 dispatcher, and one of the resources we use to notify you of a threat to life or property, such as wildfire, flood, or police action, is the Emergency Notification Service. You need to register your mobile or landline phone so we know what number to call. To find the link to your local service, go to 911colorado.org. That's 911colorado.org. This message is brought to you by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and your local station. It's a medical breakthrough. Doctors are prescribing something new to help prevent cancer and improve survival rates. But you don't get it filled at the pharmacy. The answer is as close as your local supermarket. That's right, research has shown that a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, and other high-fiber vegetarian foods protects against cancer and can even help survival rates. Side effects of a vegetarian diet include increased energy, lower cholesterol levels, and better overall health. And with the right recipes, a high-fiber vegetarian diet can be a delicious way to help shed those unwanted pounds. So stock up today. For a free nutrition booklet filled with delicious cancer-fighting recipes, visit cancerproject.org or call 866-906-WELL. That's 866-906-WELL. This message brought to you by The Cancer Project, committed to preventing cancer and improving survival. Welcome back to the show. I am joined by Mark Merrow, who is truly an incredible person. I love when I get guests on my show. You know, it's truly the platform of my show are people who uplift, inspire, and, you know, guests who are living their life for Christ. And I, I truly think that Mark represents every single one of those things, 1,000%. Um, we, uh, we were joined last segment. We were talking a little bit about his past. You know, we've all had to go through hardships in our life. And if you walk up to anyone on the street and say, what's your story? Everyone is going to have a story of their life, their hardships, what they've been through. We all have it and how to deal with adversity and how to be able to take that difficulty and truly develop it into your life. Now, Mark has, you know, if you look at him and his life, I mean, he's had everything. He's had boats. He's had houses. He's had a car. He's had money. He's had everything that you, you know, look at and say, oh, if I only had money, I would be happy. But behind the scenes, there was a lot going on personally for Mark. So, Mark, are you are you still there? Oh yes, yes, absolutely. 
so I, you know, like I, like I said, you know, you were in the limelight, you were out there, you were of a celebrity, you were in the public's eye and, you know, in a way looked up to, in a way, you, you know, you were in the public's eye, you had the money, you had the houses, you had the cars, you had all of these things. And looking from the outside, someone who doesn't have that says, oh my goodness, I wish I was Mark and I wish I had all of these things. But behind the scenes, there was a lot of personal problems and a lot of things that you were going through in your personal life during this time you know it wasn't all just you know kicks and giggles it was a lot of hardship as well so what was going on in the background during these you know 14 years of wrestling well you know money first of all you know we we always strive to think that we're going to have money's going to bring us uh, happiness and I, I remember hearing that money is a might an article that we can use as a universal provider for everything but happiness <laughs> and a universal passport to everywhere yep. but heaven and uh I, I actually heard this story i want to share this with you cassandra it was this man that he kept praying that when he died that he would be able to bring one suitcase to heaven and <laughs> this was his prayer and eventually he was seen going to the pearly gates and one of the angels stopped and he goes hey where are you going with the suitcase? He goes, I'm going to heaven. He goes, you can't bring anything into heaven. He goes, oh, no, no, I've been praying about this. I, I have permission. So he went and got Peter, and he said, Peter, there's a guy trying to bring a suitcase into heaven. And Peter goes, oh, yes, I remember this guy. He's been praying about it. Let me go and see what he's bringing in. So he asked the guy to open up the suitcase. I guess they got TSA up in heaven, too. <laughs> and, and he opens the suitcase, and it was his his, uh, he had the whole suitcase filled with gold bars. His life savings he had made into gold bars. And Peter looks at the gold bars and looks at him and says, why do you want to bring pavement into heaven? Hmm. And see, what we, what we worship down here, we will walk on up there. Wow. And it just goes to show the perspective of what heaven's going to be like to what we think is truly important. And you know what? I got to tell you that so many people today are spending so much time maybe on social media, on computers, on cell phones. Yeah. And I got to tell you, when you leave this earth, earth and you breathe your last breath, you're not going to care who's following you on Facebook. <laughs> you're not going to care about Snapchat or Instagram. You're going to want to be with your family. You're going to want to say goodbye to mom and dad, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister. And I see so many people that are just wasting so much time on things that are not truly important. Yeah, absolutely. But to get back to your question, was going through so much adversity, and, and I got to say, in my life, I mean, obviously growing up poor, but a lot of the problems I made myself, I mean, obviously getting involved in alcohol and drugs and yeah. making those bad choices while making a lot of money. The money just made buying drugs and going to parties and traveling all over that much easier and, and that much more of a spiral downward and eventually losing my marriage. Mm. Of course, when my, my family died and everything happened so quickly, my, my uh, little brother who died at 21 died from a, a fall, falling accident. And my mom at 58, they died, died two weeks apart. Wow. And, you know, then my, my father dying from cancer, and I was holding him in my arms in his hospital bed when he passed on. And, wow. and uh, my little sister also died from cancer. And then my, my wife walking out the door, and, and so much tra tragedies in my life. And I remember just not wanting to be here no more. And, and the blessing about how I felt in my suicidal times was that I truly understand when I meet a student today who says, I don't care. 
I don't want to be here. I just want to end it all. I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much heartache. I hurt. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. I'm hopeless. I know exactly how they feel. And I feel like I know maybe the right words to say. Maybe not all the time, but most of the time I I say or or can help them through that and and not end up taking their life. Um, But my story was that, you know, after losing everything, I, I didn't want to be here anymore. And I ended up uh, grabbing my gun and walking into these big walk-in showers at my home. I remember just leaning against the wall and putting the gun to my head. And uh, I spread my legs. I put my back against the wall. And the idea was I was going to slide down the wall. And when my bottom hit the ground, I would pull the trigger. And while I was staying there, all of a sudden my life starts flashing before me. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, all the people I lost in my life, the love, the joy, the the happiness, the laughter, uh, the good times I was seeing. I remember just feeling like I just want to be with them. And as I started sliding down the wall, all of a sudden it changed into seeing them to seeing this vision of hell, fire, and people screaming. And there were so many people, too. I mean, it was like, and they were all in their own torment. There was nobody, like, together holding each other or with each other. They were all in their own torment. And I remember just feeling like, that's not a place I want to be. I don't want to go there. I don't want anybody to go there. I remember just falling down and pushing the gun away from me and falling to my knees, and I just begged God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I just asked him to change who I was. My whole life was always about changing everybody else. You should love me more. Why isn't dinner ready? Why isn't this house clean this way? Why isn't this happening? I was always trying to change people, but when I realized that it was me that needed to change, everything around me changed. Wow. And it was from that day on, my, my life has been forever changed. The passion, the compassion, the, the forgiveness I had, and, and sometimes the hardest people to forgive is ourselves. Mm-hmm. I had to forgive myself from doing all the stupid things and hurting so many people and breaking so many hearts and ruining my marriage and friendships and, and family ties and everything. And I forgave everybody, everything, and I walked out of there, and it was a different person. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like... I want to make a difference in this world. I want to be a light in this dark world. I want to help other people. God has got me here for a reason, and I don't want to mess up anymore. Now, like I said, my life is not perfect. We all go through adversity, but it's how you respond to them. And with him living inside of me, I have a whole new response (laughs) to adverse situations. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I I feel the exact exact same way. And, you know, I don't think I've ever really shared my story before on air. But, you know, I I, I went through a a difficult time in my life as well where I was was super depressed and super sad. And, And just like you, Mark, and just like a lot of other people out there, there was no light at the end of that tunnel. And I had no hope. You know, who cares? The attitude, who cares? It's nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. And it's just better to to end it all. Nobody's going to miss me. And I don't have to deal with living anymore. And, uh, you know, I actually tried to hang myself. And, you know, by the grace of God, the rope snapped. And I, you know, that just doesn't happen. A, a, A rope just doesn't snap. So I laid on the ground looking up at what just happened and said, okay, God, so what do I do? So what do I do here? And I remember thinking to myself and looking back at this situation saying, I don't want 
anyone to feel this way ever again. And I truly think that's, that's what our mission is here, Mark, is to be able to make a difference and to be able to reach out to kids who are going through exact similar situations and to be able to reach out to them and let them know that it's okay. It's okay to go through hardships in your life. It's okay to go through whatever you're going through right now. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel depressed. It's okay to feel that way. But know that there is hope. Know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you will reach there and reach out to God because truly I, I believe and I, I think you believe as well just as much as I do when you let God into your heart amazing things happen and, and your life just is truly changing when you truly let him into your heart you will be changed Mark I want to be able to to get your website out there so would you mind throwing your website out there for my listeners to find you or get resources or even your book um, whatever the case is where can they find you Oh, please go to our website, which is thinkpause, which is P-O-Z as in zebra, thinkpause.org, O-R-G. And uh, you'll see all the things we got going on, our, our videos and, and our upcoming events all over the country. We're going to do about 200 events this year, so we'll be over. And I, I really hope to come out your way to uh, the Denver area sometime. So if anybody's listening from Denver schools, please call us and get us into the middle and high schools and the colleges out in uh, the Denver area. Yep, because we need it out here, you know, just like we need it in the rest of the world. You know, I've had five friends who have committed suicide within the last two years. So, and, and those are just people who are close to me so you know we need you out here we need people like you and you know reach out to him and reach out to his website also you can find more about mark marrow as well as myself go to cassandraperkinsradio.com in this column you can see third quarter earnings are up seven percent above projected growth Oh, and as I mentioned to the board of directors, I'm an abusive father. Not only do I physically abuse my two young children all the time, I neglect them as well. I often leave them alone for hours at a time without any supervision. If only child abuse were this easy to recognize, perhaps then more people would report it. If you even suspect abuse, call Child Help USA at 1-800-4-A-CHILD. That's 1-800-422-4453. We've helped millions of people help millions of children. And we can help you. All calls are anonymous and confidential. So remember, 1-800-4-A-CHILD. That's 1-800-422-4453. Child Help USA. Trust your instincts. A public service message brought to you by Child Help USA and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And this is Mark Mara with Champion of Choices. Major depression affects more than 120 million people around the world. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death with students ages 10 through 24. Like my good friend Mark says, happiness is the key to success, and we all have that choice to make in life. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so reach out to those around you and be the voice. We become who we surround ourselves with. Your friends, they're like elevators. They're either going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Find out more information at thinkpause, that's P-O-Z dot org, thinkpause.org. As long as there have been children and schools, there have been parents who believe their children are underachievers. Who is that? 
But sometimes, a child who doesn't seem interested in class is really a child with a speech, language, or hearing problem. And what did Blackbeard do? He was a... He was a pirate! Time and again, it's been shown that a young student's ability to read and learn begins with fundamental speech, language, and hearing skills. Jamie, are you with us? Many communication disorders can be detected early and corrected. So learning and literacy skills can develop normally. Make sure your child has the speech, language, and hearing abilities to keep up in class. For more information, visit asha.org. That's A-S-H-A dot org. A public service message from the American Speech Language Hearing Association and this station. Welcome back to the show. We are joined with Mark Merrill, who is truly an incredible person and an incredible person in Christ. He, Christ truly shines through him, and, and the Lord really truly shines through him. He has a, a heart of gold, and I'm just so incredibly blessed to have him on my show. So, Mark, I just want to welcome you back, and thank you again for taking the time to, to be on my show today. Nice to talk to you, Cassandra. Absolutely. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, having those downs in life and that it's only human to feel sad and to, to feel sadness. But, you know, I think the, the golden question and something that I think you've truly figured out in your life is how to be happy. And that is a question that is brought up in schools. That is a question that is brought up in, in my mind. You know, how do you be happy? How do you be happy constantly? How do you be happy in your life, Mark? What is, what is your opinion on how to be happy? Well, you know, happiness is really a choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I hear a student or a friend or something say, that person makes me miserable, I say, no, you allow them to make you miserable. <laughs> you really have a choice. And every day I do have a choice. I wake up in the morning, I said, you know, I can even have a miserable day and think about all the things I, I, I got to do or don't want to do or whatever, or I could choose to be happy. And, and, and it really is a choice for me. And it, like, like I said earlier, it's not about the circumstance or situation. It's how we respond to it that makes all the difference in the world. And through my relationship, relationship with Jesus, I have a different way of responding to things. I mean, I was the guy that would kick a door or throw a, a phone or mm. act like a fool. And I think I got so sick of it. I always having to go back to people and say, hey, I'm uh, sorry for acting that way. Sorry for talking that way. And you really get tired of, of having to apologize for your, your rude remarks and, or, or bad actions over and over again. And I just wanted to make a difference in my life. And writing my book, How to Be the Happiest Person on the Planet, you know, is really finding a place in my life where I could, I could really be truly happy. And it is through my relationship with God. It's the joy of the Lord is my strength. It really is, because it is the strength you have when you have joy. And it's because of who lives inside of me and who, who I, whose uh, word I subscribe to every day. Wow. You know, I just saw Malala in a uh, in person. She's absolutely incredible. If you don't know who she is, um, you know she is the the girl who spoke out in you know uh, about education and getting education. And sadly, she was shot by the Taliban. And uh, you know now she's speaking out and she's traveling and she's talking about uh, you know her life and truly who she is and that she really is fighting for education. But one of the things she said that truly spoke out to me was that the world, the badness in the world, is. of the entire world. But it is so incredibly easy to focus on that. It is so incredibly easy to wake up and say, oh my gosh, I got to do this and this and I got to go that and I got to go to work and I got to deal, I got to do dinner, I got to pick up the kids, whatever the case is, it is so easy to focus on the bad. 
but it's truly your choice. You know, when I was going through my depression and, and you feel the exact same way, when I was going through my depression, it was, it was not my mom who was going to change my point of view. It was not my dad. It was not my sister. It wasn't my counselor. It wasn't my friends. It was me. I had to make the choice. But what we can do is we can give kids and teens and people the tools and the support and the love to know that we're there and support them along the way because overall they've got to make that decision for happiness themselves. I mean, am I right? Absolutely. You know, the Bible says in First Corinthians fifteen thirty three it says, "Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character." Hmm. And what God is saying is, we really do become who we surround ourselves with. Hmm. And anyone that's listening to this, you got to think about who you're closest friends are, the people that you're surrounding themselves with, with are, the, are they taking you up or are they bringing you down? Are they doing things that are immoral and, and unproductive and hurting other people or talking about other people? Because I'm telling you something, if they're talking about other people, they're talking about you too. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I've always looked at it in that way too, is, you know, if they're talking bad about other people to you, you know, who knows what they're saying behind your back, but there are people out there who will accept you and love you for who you are. So with your book, you know, how to be the happiest person on the planet. I mean, that just, that alone makes me want to pick up the book and read the entire thing in, in a few minutes. But how, you know, what do you talk about in the book? I mean, to be the happiest person on the planet, I mean, listening to you and listening to how energetic you are. And I, I guarantee you everyone who's flipping through the channels or, or listening is going to say, wait, whose voice is that? Who's talking? They sound upbeat. I want to listen. <laughs> so how do, how do we do that, Mark? How do we sit and be the happiest person on the planet? You know, what do you talk about in your book? Well, you know, obviously, you know, the book is really about the adversity that I overcame. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, is that we have to realize that we're all going to go through adversity. And overcoming this adversity has shown me a place in my life where I can choose to be happy, you know. The thing I want people to realize that some of the most important life lessons you're ever going to learn are when we're in the valley. You don't learn the lessons on the, on the mountaintop, okay? That's when things are perfect, okay? But you really learn life lessons when things aren't going your way and aren't, you know, uh, through the death of a loved one. You, really, you appreciate, you know, so many times we are so fixated on making a living that we forget to make a life. Hmm. And wow. I really learned how to make a life. I learned what is truly important, but I never would have known those things if I didn't go through the adversity and the sadness and despair that I went through. And I, I hate to say it, you know, that I would, you know, we get wisdom from one of three places. You get wisdom from uh, like a mentor, you get wisdom from books and DVDs, or you get wisdom from mistakes. I would much rather your listeners get it from my mistakes than their own, okay? So through my own mistakes that I made that have become true learning experiences really brought me to a place where I can be happy and realize that, man, there's nothing sadder than losing a loved one. There's, there's nothing more traumatic or sadder than losing uh, your mom or dad or brother or sister. And through, through their loss has given me so much love for other people. How much difference I want to make, how much I want to be there for, for people that might relate. I've never had better relationships. I've never had better friendships. And this is all the things I've learned how to become happy. Hmm. Happiness is really a choice. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, it, and it's a difficult choice to, to make at some points when, you know, you are so low that you, you have to pick yourself up and, you know, fake it till you make it. And that's truly what I had to do for, for a long while is, is smile in the mirror and wake up smiling. And, and after a while and after accepting really Christ into my heart, you know, I always grow up as a very Christian person, but after accepting that, you know, quite like you did, you know, you had to sit in that, that bathroom and in that shower and, and really say, okay, God, what is your plan for me? You know, and, and you saw the vision and you saw the vision of, of where you don't want anyone to be and that's hell. And you, you don't want anyone to, you know, God just had a, such a divine purpose for you and such an incredible purpose. And I'm just so incredibly blessed that you are talking out about it and talking to others about it and speaking out about it. We have about four minutes before we have to take a break, but you know, I'd really love to ask you, you know, I think with life comes goals as well. And, you know, to be happy, people feel that, you know, you have to have money or you have to do this or do that. But I think setting goals, you know, personal goals, whatever the case may be, if, if that's what's going to make you happy in your life, you know, you need to know how to set goals and how to reach your dreams. Because I think once, you know, people have that, that mindset that they can do anything they want to do, it, it's doable. So how, how do we set a goal in our life? Well, you know, it's about dreaming big and thinking big. And I wanna, I'll give you a, a perfect example of one of the goals I set that, that I accomplished, okay? Um, and I've always wanted to be an author. I've always wanted to write a book, you know? I'm the most unlikely guy to write a book. I can't even spell good, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Microsoft Word, if you spell a word wrong, like five words pop up, you know, I go, okay, which one? I don't know. <laughs> but, but anyways, here I am writing a book. In 2008, what I did, and, and I really want your listeners to hear this because it's a great, great thing to do. Um, I took a Post-it note, and I wrote wrote book 2010. In other words, I gave myself two years to write a book. Me. And I stuck it on my computer. Okay. Now, every time I opened my computer, I saw my computer, I would see that little post-it note that said book 2010. Okay. Now, I'll be honest, the first year I didn't write a whole lot, but the second year realizing I had one year left towards that little, that little note that I wrote mm -hmm. myself, you know, book 2010, uh, my goal, my deadline, I started writing every day. I mean, I had to find an editor, a publisher, how many chapters of the book was be cover, title, pictures, everything necessary to write a book. Two weeks before the end of the year, before 2010 came, my first book, How to Be the Happiest Person on the Planet, was delivered to my office. <laughs> it, it, here it is. It's about writing it, speaking it into existence, believing in your dreams, your goals. But see, here's the difference is that many times weeks, months, and years go by, and we say, oh, I always wanted to do that. Yeah. But when something is in front of you and you see it every day, it reminds you, keeps on the forefront of your mind, I need to do this. I've got to work on this. I've got to start researching this. I have to go after this. I have to make the phone call. I have to interview people. I have to do whatever it takes. Put it in front of you and watch how it forces you to, to follow your dreams and goals much quicker than just being the adult that comes back and goes, oh, I always wished I would have done that. Absolutely. And I love that you put it on your computer because we are constantly on <laughs> our computers. And, and then you see it every day. Yeah, absolutely. And we're constantly on our computers or on our phones or whatever. And, you know, one of my goals is, you know, I want to have better self-esteem. I want to have better self-esteem in myself and my image and who I am. So, you know, I got to 
to go to Ziegler headquarters, which was so incredible. And we write these little notes that say, I like this person because of this. And, uh, you know, it's such an amazing group of people where literally I've probably gotten, you know, upwards of a hundred notes and everyone's gotten the hundreds of upwards of a hundred notes. And I put them all over my all over my mirror. So I love what you're saying about remind yourself, be there, you know, have something in front of you where you see it every day and go, okay, okay, I, I got my goal. I got my mindset right. I got my mindset correct. That's my goal. That's what I want to go for. And if you constantly remind yourself of that and put that in a place where you want to do it, you can accomplish your dreams. You can accomplish your goals. And I think that you are truly living proof of that. Now, Mark, we do have to take another break, but when we return, I want to talk more about your life and what we can expect from Mark Merrill. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. When I grow up, I want to be an astronaut or a firefighter. I want to be a singer and a chef. I'm going to be, um, uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to be nothing. I'm going to drop out of school. I've got a kid. I just need to make some money. I'm joining the gang. I'm going to work the streets, sell some drugs, make some money. Kids are born with hope, but it can disappear if there's no one there to nurture it. When you believe in a child, you believe in their dream. By providing a caring adult, a safe place to learn and grow, and valuable skills, communities and schools helped almost one million children last year stay in school and prepare for life. We've been around for over 25 years and were named one of the 100 nonprofits most likely to save the world by Worth magazine. Now just think what we could accomplish with your assistance. Call 1-800-CIS-4KIDS or find us at www.cisnet.org. Communities and schools, helping kids stay in school and prepare for life. Hey everybody, Stephen Baldwin here. I got a question for you guys. You ever ask yourself how much faith has a place in life? I did. When I started to search for the knowledge of my faith, found in God's Word, which is in His Bible. It's a book that He communicated into the hearts and minds of people who were rising to the challenge of their faith. These people, they weren't setting out to write a book. They were just writing what God was telling them to say. The understanding that I came to about a lot of my life's questions, I found in the Bible. If you'd like some more information, visit MyFaithAndLife.com. Produced in partnership with the Bible League. Thousands of American troops have come home from the war with post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injuries. I'm going to have my good days and my bad days, and I really don't like those bad days. Help the USO support these troops. Hear their stories at usoinvisiblewounds.org. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice... What if something happens? Will you come get me? Should I stay where I am and wait for you? Or go to Grandma's house since it's closer? Shouldn't we pick a place for me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of an emergency. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? How do we keep in touch with each other if the phones don't work? Should I be worried how we all get home? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm joined with Mark Merrow, who is absolutely incredible. Hey, if you want to know more about Mark Merrow, reach out to him. Or if you want to get him in the schools, I know here in Colorado, we have a lot of people in a lot of schools that truly, truly, truly need to hear this message. Be sure to go to thinkpause.org and you can find all about them, more information about the organization, um, which is Champion of Choices, which we will talk about in just a few minutes. Um, Mark, are you still there with us? I am. Thank you so much. Again, I just want to uh, thank you so much again for, for joining me on the show today. I really had fun picking out your brain for a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a great time with you, Cassandra. Thank you. I, I appreciate it very much. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about goal setting. And, you know, you have a, goal setting is so important. It is, is so incredible. You know, you have a few more things you, you want to say about goal setting. So would yeah, you mind? You know, my biggest, I know I've lived more years than I have left. I realize that. But my biggest <laughs> dreams and goals are still ahead of me. You know, the yeah. Bible even says that young men will see vision and old men will dream dreams. <laughs> well, first of all, the word old means mature, just so you know, okay? But, but the, the point is that, um, like, for example, I'm looking at my computer right now, and it says Mark's movie 2017, okay? In other words, that's two years away, okay? And I want a movie made of my life. I, I feel like I see how it's inspiring people at schools and churches and corporations around the world. So the next step was I can't be everywhere, but how cool would it be if they made a movie on me? Now, they've already written two scripts. Now, here's the amazing thing that happens, okay? Two weeks after I put this little post-it note, I got a call from TV45 here in Orlando, Florida, and they want to do a documentary on me. Wow. And the guy says, Mark, the guy that's going to um, produce the documentary and direct it is David Nixon. Now, David Nixon's one of the most prolific Christian filmmakers. He did uh, Fireproof, Letters to God, Facing the Giants. Yeah. And here's this guy now wanting to, to, to um, direct uh, a documentary on me. So he comes out to one of the schools that I'm speaking at, and after the presentation, he says, Mark, can we go have lunch? I said, sure. So I went to, with lunch and some of the people that work with him. And he's sitting across the table from me. He looks at me and goes, Mark. I got to do a movie on your life. Aww. I go, I know, I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm my computer. But here's, here's the point I want to make. Let's say 2017 comes, and it's only two years away, and there's no movie on Mark Merrow. You'd say, well, I heard this guy on you know, Cassandra's show. He said he's going to have a movie, and, and would you consider that failure? I want to tell you what failure is. Failure is not aiming high and missing. Failure is aiming too low and hitting. And so many of us aim so low in our lives. Man, my, I want my life to dream big. I want to think big. I want to believe in incredible things. About it. I mean, I serve a mighty big God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have some mighty big dreams. Yeah. And so I encourage anyone out there that don't, be, don't, don't base your limitations on what other, other people think or say. Go after your dreams and goals. Aim high in life, yeah. and you will be rewarded. Wow. I'm taking notes here, <laughs> taking notes, <laughs> writing all this down. I'm going to have to put this on my mirror for my daily reminder. So, so thank you for sharing your insight and, and your opinion. I mean, your, your words are just truly, truly inspirational and, and truly reach out and touch me. So thank you. I appreciate that. It means so much to me. So, you know, before the end of the show, I would love for you to get out. You know, you have this amazing organization and you are reaching out and talking to teens about bullying, about cyberbullying, about suicide, about everything, self-esteem, cutting, you know, setting goals, whatever the case is, you're doing it, you know, you have champion 
of choices. And I, I love that you use champion in there because to me, you know, that kind of looks back and I, I see, you know, you and your wrestling and you were a champion. So you have your champion of your choices in your life. You know, what does, what does that mean? And what does the name mean? And what are you doing with that organization? Well, we are defined by our choices. I mean, you know, the choices we make today can affect us and our families and friends the, the rest of our lives. And many of the bad choices I made really affected me and my family. And um, I really have come to a place in my life where now I believe that I am a champion of my choices. And, you know, we all have so much greatness inside of us. Each and every one of us has, has greatness, you know. And, and, and the thing is, is that I want people to realize that, you know, like, like our success in life is, is so many times um, not realized. And, and that, that's, what's, that, that's what's sad about when I meet so many young people that don't, don't have hope or don't mm. see a, a brighter future. Mm. And I want to know there is greatness in all of us. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. I want you to start believing in your dreams and goals. And like me, silly me, writes down Mark's movie that people think, oh, my gosh, he's going to have a movie made of his life. <laughs> I don't care what people think. Yeah. I really don't. Write down, I'm going to be a Grammy Award-winning singer. I'm going to create this. I'm going to invent this. I'm going to own this. I'm going to be the CEO of this. You have to dream big and think big in life. And I want people to realize that they do have the potential. They do have the, the, the willpower and the goals. And so many times we let it go because being around negative people will say, oh, you'll never be able to do that. A million people are going to do that before you. Hmm. please don't believe that 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 garbage wow it's very very easy to to believe what other people say and and you know to take that to heart but you can truly accomplish anything you put your mind to in life and i I love that you're speaking out about that so with public speaking and you're out public speaking and and you're writing and you're doing incredible things what can we expect from you in in your talks with you know talking about bullying talking about suicide talking to teens what what can we expect from you know you in the future well, you know, when I speak at a, at a school, I mean, it's, a, it's about an hour presentation, and I try to, I guess, I hate to use the word, but I try to cram so much in in such a short time because of the fact that I can't be there all day. You know, the school's obviously not going to let me speak all day, but in that hour program, I do speak about, you know, uh, suicide preventions first and foremost, the, the, our anti-bullying messages. We, we, our words can kill. People have to understand that that you never know what somebody else is going through. Maybe that student you just called, called ugly, stupid, and worthless. Maybe their parents are going through a divorce. Maybe there's been a death in the family. Maybe she has a medical issue that you know nothing about. And those words could set somebody over the top. You know, Cassandra, you think about your own life of when you got to the point where you didn't want to be here no more. Mm-hmm. How words from other people set you over the top, oh, over yeah. the edge, where you oh, just yeah. said, I don't care no more. Yep. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm worthless. No one's going to miss me. Well, I see the after effect because I meet many of the parents. I've been to more funerals than anybody I even know. Uh-huh. But I met the parents that have lost their kids through suicide. They've actually become really good friends of mine. And I often wonder, they're never going to get over it. It never, it never goes away. Sure, there's days that are easier than others, but every day there is a reminder of their son or daughter that is no longer here that may have thought, no one's going to miss me. Every Christmas, every birthday, every holiday, that seat is empty. They're no longer here. So please, someone that's contemplating or hurting or, or thinking about, you know, doing something that is forever unchangeable, yeah. please think of the people that are left behind that truly love you. 
you're going to get through this, this rough spot. I did, Cassandra did, and many people that we know got through it. But there's also many that didn't get through it, and we don't want you to be one of those statistics. You have got, uh, God has got a plan and a purpose for your life. Never, ever give up. Wow. I, I just agree with you 100%. And I think when you're in the moment looking at your life, it is so difficult and so difficult to say, you know, there are people who care about me because when I was going through my situation, you know, there was nobody who cared about me. There was no one. But little did I know, there was so many people who cared about me. There was so many people, people who, you know, if I would have taken my life thinking about it, you know, there, there would be people from my preschool who would be like, oh, wow, I knew her. She was a really nice girl. Wow. I'm sad. You know, there, there will be people who care about you and love you. And you have got to, you got to find those people. You've got to reach out and look for those people and find those like-minded hearts and surround yourself with people like, you know, like Mark says, that will bring you up on that elevator because once once you surround yourself with those people you will make it out of this rough patch you will make it over this speed bump in your entire life you know in the, in the aspect of your entire life you will make it over we have about two minutes before sadly we have to end the show mark i i you know you're so strong with god and i feel it and you know i i feel our connection you know as brothers and sisters in god and in our lord i feel your connection with the lord would you mind praying us out for the show today Oh, Cassandra, I would be honored to. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. What an honor, Lord, to, to, to be your children, Lord, to, to work for the greatest boss ever. <laughs> and um, I thank you for, the, the, for Cassandra's show. And, Lord, I, I want to reach out to all the people that are listening to the show that may be going through adversity that feel like they're, that they're going through a trial in their life or are hurting right now or feel like they don't want to be here anymore, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you touch their hearts, Lord. You you let them realize how much you truly love them. Not only love them, you adore them. You love them so much you gave your only son to die in their place. Father, I just um, ask you to send angels to minister to them, Lord, that you assign people in their lives, Lord, that, that bring them up and can can help them through a difficult moment. And to also, Lord, that they can look in their mirror and realize that the most special person they're ever going to meet is staring right back at yeah. them. Yeah. And Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to be on, on Cassandra's show, Lord. I see such a bright future with her, Lord, that you've got some amazing things for her. Yeah. And Lord, just to, to help us both, Lord, to continue to walk in the light, to do the right thing, to minister to as many people as you could assign in our life, God. I just thank you for all you do. And I want to pray and ask this all in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mark, for praying us out. And thank you so much for being on my show today. I really appreciate your time and, and everything that you've said. Thank you so much for being on the show, Mark. We'll stay in touch. All right. God bless you God, your listeners. God bless and God bless what you do. If you want to know more about Mark Merrill, please go check out his website, Think pause.org or you can find more about Mark Merrow and my other guests on my website CassandraPerkinsRadio.com Remember, love God, love people and impact the world for Christ Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com 
or look her up on Facebook. Listen again every Tuesday from 4 to 5, plus the Saturday morning encore at 10 a.m. Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins, right here on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.